Hello, and welcome to another edition of No Lights Paranormal Podcast, where three nerdy paranormal investigators sit down and discuss spooky stories from the web. My name is Joe. I'm the lead investigator. My name is Teresa, and I like all the researchy stuff. I am your visionary of video, your tech wizard, Alex. I actually really like that one. Visionary, visionary of video. Yeah, that was good. I like that. Yeah, kind of fits together. No, I just imagined that like THX thing coming up on all VHS. <laughs> yes, I'm showing my age. VHS video started where it's like... Mm. I think totally when we start <laughs> making videos, we're just going to have to edit that. Heck yeah, dude. I love it. Uh, <laughs> or make a theme song. Visionaries! <laughs> <laughs> So um, I did have a little bit of an announcement. I wanted to tell everybody that we do plan on going on another large investigation coming up here on the Thursday, the 13th of July. We are going to Madison Seminary for an overnight. That's my birthday. It is his birthday. <laughs> Old cop showing up. I love it. So um, yeah, we will definitely, uh, the following podcast, we will be uh, hitting on that and letting you know a little bit about it. Of course, we're going to have a regular topic like normal, but we are going to tell you a little bit about that and then uh, promise we're going to get to all the wonderful evidence and stuff as well. Yeah. mm -hmm. Well, I think most of the people that listen to us are paranormal investigators or have at least have done some paranormal investigating so they know the amount of... Well, yeah, <laughs> they realize that, you know, when you set up eight DVR cameras that run for six to seven or eight hours a piece. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a whole lot of video. Yep. So It's a heap ton. It, it takes quite a moment to get through. Yes. So, tonight's discussion. Yes. Teresa, this was your pick? Yep. So, tonight I wanted to talk about folklore, and I wanted you guys to pick a piece of folklore and convince me that it exists. So I picked dragons, which I told you guys I was going to do last week, and I have a whole giant spiel to try to make you uh, believe that dragons could have, or potentially maybe still do, exist. But mine is lengthy because you know how I am with the history stuff. No, you're, you're a historian? <laughs> so, uh, I didn't know that. No. <laughs> let's not start with me tonight. Oh, that's fine. I was just saying it's your pick. Yeah, so I you don't want to bore of... the shit out of everybody right away. Yeah, <laughs> I gotcha. Um, well, if you don't mind, I'll go first. I would love that. Um, just because I've been working a lot and I, I researched some, but I didn't have a chance to finalize it until I got here today. So it's kind of, excuse me if it sounds all jumbled. Oh, and also we want to congratulate <clears throat> Joe on his big promotion at work. Yes, Yay! thank you. Thank you. Uh, but I chose to talk about the Green Man. Mm. Um, I'll say, let's start with you, and then we'll let Teresa go. And then we'll wrap it up with something a little easier than mine. Well, that and uh, I can generally shorten mine if I have to. So Got you. Got yeah, you. I've done it before, too. We're better at time constraints than you are. <laughs> so, go. to begin with, why don't you, for those of us who do not know, why don't you tell us what the Green Man is? Uh, well, I have that in my story. Beautiful. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so yes, I chose to talk about the Green Man because it's something that kind of is near and dear to my heart. Um, I believe I've seen it with my own eyes, so that's why I chose to talk about it. Because what better way to sell somebody on something than something that you've actually seen? Mm-hmm. Seeing is so, the first time I read about the Green Man, the legend grabbed my attention and didn't let go. I've always had a fascination with forest spirits, fairies, and old gods, but the Green Man leads to a special place in the wild. <laughs> Excuse me, a special place in my wild heart. The Green Man, while overlooked in modern times as a piece of garden art, was once a forest god to our pagan ancestors. He wasn't just a forest god, he was the ultimate guardian of the forest, which if you guys have ever, 
I know none of you are listening. I just thought about this. Have never met me in person. I'm always talking about Forest Guardians because they're real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yes, he was. Just, he, he was the ultimate guardian of the forest. One of the oldest surviving examples of the Green Man is from Saint Abray of Saint Hilary Le Grand. It's French, so excuse my pronunciation, which dates back to around 400 CE, mm-hmm. according to William Anderson's 1990 book on the subject of the Green Man. The Green Man is an omnipresent, ancient guardian of the forest. He is depicted of a man with green skin covered completely in foliage of various types. The most popular Green Man illustration depicts oak leaves and acorns, hawthorne leaves, and sometimes holly leaves and berries. Sometimes leaves sprawl from his mouth. (coughs) He is even an ever-present symbol of rebirth, rejuvenation, and a life-and-death cycle of nature, which... We've mm-hmm. all seen the forest go through, you know, it springs up, it goes down. Exactly. Um, let me go back to my notes. Yes. Uh, his job is to keep the woods wild, to preserve the sanctity of the forest, plants, trees, rivers, and animals. Uh, threatened by our modern advancements, he is essentially the king of the forest. Being that the wild men of the woods, a.k.a. the wood woes, were hair-covered men, this goes into a little subject about the... Uh-huh. I see where you're going with that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, were hair-covered men who lived deep in the woods and were often seen with leaves and branches st- stuck together in a woven, like, hair kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, could this possibly be the link to the Sasquatch of American legend? Sure, Sasquatch has gotten a bad rap over the years, mainly due to charlatans faking their existence for a few bucks. Mm-hmm. We've covered that mm-hmm. in multiple podcasts. Um, but native... Peoples in the Pacific Northwest have legends about a Sasquatch and how he is essentially a guardian of the forest. We see similar beliefs in the Himalayan Yeti, an ape-like creature who guards the Himalayan mountains of Tibet. Another name for the Yeti being, I think, Migwai, which translates to wild man. Yeah, yeah. So all these legends, and in my research, I shortened that up for time constraints, but in all the legends and the research that I found, it's just not only in you know Europe, that's where he's most prevalent, but it's also in... Russia, yeah, old India, world, Japan, places, even really, it has. Uh, there's so much. Yes, yeah. and that leads credence to he is the guardian of the forest because forests are all around the world. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, when I mentioned that I have personally seen this one, it's a place that we like to go. I literally saw him full bodied step out, and it was something to behold. It, it, Magnificent. I'm, I'm it, the only way I can relate it to you people listening is if you've ever seen the movie The Predator. How he's fully camouflaged. That's kind of how it looked. So it was just a weird, and that kind of technology doesn't exist nowadays. So right. <laughs> it was kind of weird to just see that. Um, I mean, it's a tree man stepping out of the trees. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And if it, it, he's been depicted in a lot of movies, uh, one, it most, it, it just recently came out was the Green Man movie. Oh yeah. yeah. Or the Green Green Knight movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, that was also a representation of the Green Man. And a phenomenal actor, by the way. Well, that was the, that was the first one they remade it. Oh, I know, but I like the original. Yes. I like the original and everything because I'm old. You know? Right. Um, but yeah, he's been depicted in everything, and the, the article what I read earlier was actually correct. He's mostly in gardens now, mm-hmm. uh, but you see him in everything. If you've ever like walked in the woods and thought you saw a face in the tree and you blink and it's gone, that's the green man. <laughs> Chances are good you yeah. spotted him. Um, and yes, it goes into a lot of mind making up stuff or you're you see something and your mind can't make it up so it kind of 
shifts to whatever you've heard. Right. Uh, but there's also legend of the when the Christians first came to the Celtic Isles, mm-hmm. and Christianity was making her way in, and the old pagan was still there that they appeased mm-hmm. people by doing. That's why you see the Green Man in a lot of old Gothic churches. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they thought it would appease the old... It was like their compromise. Right, right. And I found that very interesting because a lot of the early, in the medieval time, Christianity people did not compromise on nothing. At all. Right. So, yeah, no. <laughs> I just thought that was super interesting when I read very that. I was like, huh. Highway or the highway. Yes. And, it, and also in Christianity, they do talk about the Green Man because he is a cycle of life, yeah. death rebirth yep um so yeah they do kind of talk about that in there and that's there's a prevalent amount of information just google search it it'll blow up your google um yeah just a prevalent amount of information about the green man and what he's about and where it came from and like i said that one 400 be that's crazy way back a long time ago (laughs) i am actually really really floored with the connection that you just made between the green man and potential for like bigfoot or sasquatch yes um, I never thought about that before, and that's that that could potentially be like an episode on its own, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit, it, it's outside the box, really. It is, it um, is. And that's why it, the, the thing that I read was a whole bunch of different articles that I've taken things out of, put into my own words, not plagiarism, but <laughs> taken, put it into my own words, um, that I found interesting that I wanted to talk about. The one of them was very, is the Sasquatch myth. Yeah. Uh, because, think about it. If you're in the woods and that's where he hides, mm-hmm. he's going to be king of that woods. <laughs> well, I mean, are they one and the same or are they of the same, I don't know, kind or something? You know what I'm saying? Well, see, that's the odd part about this that I, that you found that interesting because you've stated many times that Bigfoot is on your iffy list. He is on my iffy list. Um, I'm not positive if I believe or not. Yes, and hence the selling point. Yeah. Uh, if he is, in fact, the green man... It could explain why we've never actually seen It really them, does or... like a whole lot of, of, I guess I'll call it reasoning, yeah. to why we just simply can't find Bigfoot. Yeah. I mean, there's still the iffy part of, does he actually exist? Does he right. not? But this is an interesting theory. Like, if he's actually Sasquatch or Bigfoot, mm. it would make sense. Because I'm, I'm curious he's covered about in the, hair. The transition though between, sleeves. you know, like the, the red flowy haired sort of grass man and, and the green man. Well, think about it. Different regions. Yeah, like different species in different regions because well, they develop differently. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about if he is just the green man, we could all be seeing just one. Oh. But different regions of the country, their forests are different. The vegetation's different. I see. So he takes on, it could be that, he will take on whatever disguise could he is there seasonal, for that then? region. It, yeah, seasonal. You, you see him in fall, it's most likely going to be red because the leaves are falling and dying. And yeah, all look at an Arctic fox. They turn white in the winter. Exactly. So it, 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 it leads credence to how they're hiding, how they're doing all this. I'm not saying the green man is Bigfoot, but it's an interesting train of thought to follow if you really want to get into right. it. Right, yeah. Um, I agree. And I like to go with the out-of-the-box theories to follow down because it gets my mind going and I like that. Uh, but that's, that's super, super interesting and now like you've got me started down a rabbit hole. <laughs> See? So I kind of made her believe. She doesn't believe in Bigfoot, but I kind of made her believe yeah, a little bit. Because <laughs> I do, in fact, believe in the Green Man. Yes. And the possibility... Yes, yes. Believing in the possibility is the key here. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's key to any belief. It's just, is it possible? Right. 
uh, it, it, you can say that with anything in life, not just the Green Man, but is it possible for them to split an atom? Ooh, Boom. Yeah. They split the atom just on belief alone. Yeah, technically so, so small, we're technically not able to see that, so we just have to believe what they tell us. Well, yeah. Right? yeah. Right. Which is just crazy, isn't it? <laughs> just, I don't have like a fucking house payment <laughs> microscope to see it, yeah. that's for that's sure. Right. <laughs> that just let everybody know that Alex is a see it and believe it kind of guy. Yeah, I found the, like I said, I've always found the Green Man interesting because there's so many different ways you can go with it. Yeah. And like I said, when I saw him, I've seen him in other variations, just the face, like everybody sees just, you know, weird things in the woods. But then when I saw him pop out, that, that, that kind of solidified it in my mind. And that's what made me believe wholeheartedly because how can you see something and not believe it? Right. I get Like you. your eyes saw it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my eyes playing tricks on me because I was fully awake. Not inebriated by any substance. We can always get into the conversation talk about pareidolia. The idea yes. that your brain naturally would make up something that you're familiar with, like a face. Yes. But, <laughs> but <laughs> this is the question. How would my mind make up a man covered in leaves <laughs> with leaves sprouting out of his mouth no, when I, I've never seen that before? <laughs> I 100% agree with you. It's just devil's advocate about the idea mm-hmm. of pareidolia. Well, see, that's my argument for that. I know we're kind of getting off topic here, but that's my argument with that is if your mind makes something up because it just saw something that it can't explain, Mm -hmm. how does it then jump to something that you've never seen before? Well, yeah. No, I agree with that. (laughs) So. I mean, yeah. Is that that the part of the brain where it's just like, yeah, no, I got nothing. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. We're just going to go with that. So, yes, that's why I find the Green Man so interesting because it's been throughout. It is an iconic figure throughout, not just American history. European history, uh, Indonesian history, it's everywhere. And literally every religion. Yeah, and there's been songs wrote about him. They had some songs in the article, but I'm not going to punish your ears by me singing. <laughs> uh, I'm just not going to do it. Maybe I'll post some YouTube links. But yeah, but there's also like poems and stories. It's almost reached the legendary status of Atlantis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some of the things. So yeah, I, I was thrown back and forth on what I'm going to do with this, and the Green Man won out in my heart. So, because it's always, these guys know me, I love nature. Mm. I love being out in the woods. It's a calming effect for me. It's to get all the hustle and bustle of the city out of me and just go in the woods and just relax. Uh, I would honestly (laughs) wholeheartedly recommend that anybody who is having stress or anxiety, go to the woods. Yeah. Spend a little bit of time with nature because that is going to ground you faster than anything. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's my story. Hopefully I made you guys a possibility of a believer. I love it. I don't know what a believer is, but... You know. Listen, That's to okay. be fair, speaking from the heathen, pagan, uh, <laughs> druidic corner of the globe here, uh, you're barking up my tree, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Already a believer. There's not a whole lot you could have said to make me not. Did I just mark you with my scent? <laughs> there you go. You beat uh, Don't make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> but yeah, that's my story, and, and I'm sticking, sticking to it. sticking to it. I love it. I, I, yeah, I'm going to rabbit hole on that now, okay. just you're, you're so welcome. you're aware. <laughs> so yeah. when she's late for work tomorrow, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Apologies, boss man. I'll be there, I promise. Um, yeah, that's, I love that. I absolutely love that. So, um, as I said, I chose dragons. I told you guys last week that that's what I was going to do. So I wanted to start off with the idea of 
um, dragons, dragon. Everybody throughout the entire world, in every single culture, in every single age period, we're talking various ancient cultures <laughs> across the world um, in a huge area of civilizations and time periods, including the Chinese, the European, the Middle Eastern. All of them have depicted dragons in their artwork, their literature, and their folklore. What I find super intriguing about that is the idea that you have got these people from all walks of life in crazy geological uh, separation mm -hmm. who are all coming up with the same type of being. Not all dragons from every cultures look exactly right. the same. But we're talking cave drawings from you know the, the aboriginals who originally were in, um, uh, in Africa. No. The ones that were the tribes that are over on Australia. Um, all sorts of people from all over the world who in those time periods had absolutely no way to, you know, they couldn't pick up the phone and call each other. It wasn't a thing. <laughs> they could have text. Right? <laughs> uh, but yet, the, 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 somehow they still all came up with these massive sort of serpenty creatures. No. And like the Chinese dragons, they never had wings. It wasn't a thing. They were not flying. But in almost every other culture, they seem to develop either small wings or actual functional wings yeah. and became actual flying creatures. This to me is amazing because if you take a look at any other thing in history where you're dealing with like cryptozoology, which is, you know, the study of creatures that may or may not have existed or even extinct creatures trying to figure out if they're still around, things like that. Um, it, it's two major conclusions at the end. Either A, they all started from one central sort of origin point and kind of went from there, which in this case would be crazy because the geological differences and the time periods are so incredibly spread out that, you know, a Chinese guy seeing a dragon isn't necessarily going to go down to Australia and be like, hey guys, guess what I saw? And they're going to be like, oh great, let's make our own. That's you know, not God Zero. <laughs> not really a thing. Um, so the second conclusion is actual encounters, mm. meaning these people actually saw something and this is what they equated it to. And over time, this became what we know as dragons. Yeah. Secondly, let's look at symbolism. Uh, dragons as mythological creatures have often embodied very, very powerful, awe-inspiring sort of characteristics big, huge, strong, fierce predators with lots of intelligence and magical powers and the ability to fly. Who, who didn't dream about flying when they were a kid, you know? I was afraid of heights. Well, me too, but, you know. But this, this, this power and majesty of these, you know, huge predators like lions and tigers and bears, bears oh my. Oh my. Um, and, and just combine that with a little bit of imagination and, you know, again, the fact that these things clearly were observed or else people from so many different geological regions and time periods wouldn't have all seen the same basic thing. No. So you, you combine all that stuff and I just, it's so impossible to think that these people weren't actually seeing something. Right. So of course you get into cryptozoology and individual sightings and things like that. Um, Let's go back to the Mayans, the ancient Mayan civilization, which was around before all kinds of other civilizations. Right. They had a god named Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl was essentially a pterosaur. Mm -hmm. 
No. It was a 33-foot-long wingspan with bones made like paper is what a pterosaur is. And Quetzalcoatl was, as far as different species of animals that we know from fossils, would have been a pterosaur. No. So when we combine it like that and we look at it, we're looking at something meaning like, you're, you're looking at how a pterosaur would have been with a 30, 30 plus foot wingspan, you're looking at over 200 pounds of, of basically bird. And it had not just scales like a serpent, but it also had some feathers as well. Yeah. So to get this thing up in the air, you know, you're talking about something with the stature of a giraffe, like, like standing on the ground every bit as tall as a giraffe, 30 feet wingspan from tip to tip. 200 pounds and you would think it would be even more than that but okay so modern day birds uh fossilized records show that birds don't really their their bones don't necessarily fossilize because they're very porous they're hollow yeah yeah that's essentially yes they're extraordinarily (laughs) porous so there is absolutely they degrade too quickly to actually fossilize Right. They're still going to be like hip joints and things like that that are going to fossilize because they don't break up quite as quickly. But for the most part, birds like pterosaurs, large birds of prey, their their bones don't fossilize. Right. So you, you take this stuff and you put it together and what you figure out is that these are actually incredibly fragile creatures. So it's it's kind of interesting how folklore made dragons like these big, bad, awful things that, you know, breathing fire and things like that, and they were like, you know, super, super strong, when if you cut it down to it, in order for a creature like that to have, you know, developed wings over the course of time and actually be able to fly, they actually would have been pretty damn fragile. No. Or else their bodies would have never got off the ground with those wings. But they're bigger and they have claws and that's scary. That's so (laughs) scary. So scary. So we talk about, like, um... The idea of uh, dragons breathing fire in a yeah. whole lot of different cultures, dragons breathe fire. So I think in every culture, not every single not one. All not all, not all. Okay. So for starters, even if you look back through the evolutionary record of every single freeing animal that we know of that has existed, and I can only say those that we know of because who knows what else was out there. Um, the the possibility that a, a cre- any creature, let alone a dragon, could actually breathe fire? Yeah, that's it's not going to happen. No. With that said, though, look at the bombardier beetle. This little guy sprays a boiling hot acid out of its ass every time it gets scared. You cannot tell me that something like that would not be mistaken for fire. That's the best I shit myself ever. To be fair... <laughs> We had them when we lived in Tennessee, and they also smell like a smoke bomb. It literally smells like a fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy. Well, <coughs> it's but. burning hot. It sprays a red liquid, and it stinks like fire. No. No, if a little tiny bug can do it, why can't a big giant pterosaur? Okay, I was I was wondering if you were going to come back to that because I was like, Ooh. right? <laughs> yeah. So there's there's it, there's. So sure, we take a little bit of imaginative property there and add, oh my god, it's fire. Well, it looks like fire, it smells like fire, it burns like fire. So, yeah, people probably called it fire. Yeah. 
but that doesn't literally mean that it was a flamethrower out of this thing's mouth. Yeah. Turns out it's just fiery acid spit. Well, nastiness. Again, uh, and I, I kind of want to make this point to your point. Please. Uh, if there's this series by one of my favorite authors, Stephen Lawhead, who redoes the Robin Hood series. Cool. If you have a chance to read it, read it. It's phenomenal. But at the end of it, he tells how the original story of Robin Hood was told by bars through the years, and it got more and more grandiose. Oh, of course. So same thing with this. That's as the nature of humanity exactly. all on its own. Exactly. We exactly. embellish. Yeah. All of a sudden, the dragon gets bigger. All of a yeah. sudden, yeah. now it breathes fire. Yeah. All of a sudden, now it casts magic. But and super interesting about that, let's look at the Quetzalcoatl and the fact that they believe that the Quetzalcoatl was akin to a pterosaur. Except that pterosaurs don't have serpent-like bodies. Uh, no, they sure don't. But if it was a quin, if it was akin to a pterosaur, a pterosaur had a thirty-plus foot wingspan. To an average human, back, you know, a couple thousand years ago, who yeah. they didn't know what buses were, they didn't have planes, they didn't have skyscrapers. Yeah, thirty foot wings—that's fucking humongous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to put that into perspective, the largest bird on the planet right now that we know about is the albatross. It's yeah. got a 12-foot wingspan. Yeah, 12. Yeah. To put that into a little bit further perspective, so the ships that Christopher Columbus sailed across the ocean on right. were about 60 to 65 feet. Yeah. I've actually seen yeah. these in person. I yeah, wouldn't so float them across Lake Erie. Yeah. Right? Right. Like, eh, so ocean? you're looking nah. at something as tall as a giraffe. With a wingspan half the size of an ocean sailing yeah. vessel. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty freaking scary. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I was giggling about because I can just imagine the first two Mayans seeing it and one guy's like, what the fuck is that? And I, I don't know, we should worship it. Yeah, let's <laughs> worship it. And just start it <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, I mean, there's there's a lot of other things too. So let's, let's go into the idea of Mosasaurs. Mosasaurs are actually water-dwelling serpent-type creatures. They live yeah. in um, the ocean. They have tail flukes. They have very streamlined scales. They grew to more than 50 feet long. Yeah. Well, Chinese dragons came yeah. from the sea. They're yeah. serpents. Yeah. Um, so tell me that a mosasaur cannot potentially be a Chinese dragon. Yeah, and, and two, a lot of them... Some of the stories I've read about feudal Japan when they talk about dragons were actually witches. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, there's range all over the place. Yeah, they have all kinds of stuff. <laughs> um, the irony also, though, is that the Chinese slash Japanese, they don't have wings yeah. either. Right, No, they're, they're a serpent-like body. And with the fur. Mosasaur also did not have wings, but yeah. it did have four little legs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can talk about Spinosaurus. Spinosaurs are those ones that had like the big, huge sail-looking things across their backs. Yeah. They also had like uh, very, very long, sort of pointed crocodile-type snouts, mm -hmm. um, and they had a paddle on their tail. Tell me that doesn't look like a, a freaking dragon. Yeah, it, it could. You know, um, there's so many. There's so many. I have I have a billion examples here, and that's why I said you know I'm gonna bore everybody. Yeah. Um, so so let's talk about. For starters, okay, let's talk about the idea. Uh, oh wait, let me write this. Yes, four <laughs> legs plus functional wings. Yes, okay. So I, I wrote myself so many notes; it's ridiculous. Um, we deal with this every week, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about wyverns. Wyverns. Okay. Okay. 
For no. us D and D players, that's yeah. baby dragon. Baby yeah, dragons. Yeah. Actually, two legs, two so, wings instead of the four legs. In, I was yes, the witcher. Correct. So they had their 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 front arms, for lack of better words, they had claws would on have their been, wings. Would have been the the actual wings rather than having four legs and a pair yeah. of wings. And taking a look back through the species that we have discovered of birds. See, now that sounds like pterosaur to me. That's exactly right. Pterosaurs yeah. were definitely wyverns in the direct definition of what a wyvern is. Yeah. So the idea is, and a lot of scientists believe this as well, despite the fact that they haven't found any concrete evidence of, of you know, dragons actually mm-hmm. existing. If, is it possible that what we know as dragons, like on the west coast, like here in the states, big, four-legged, plus wings. Is it possible that these things never had four legs, that they are in fact wyverns, and the reason why we thought that they had four legs was because they can also use those little tiny arms at the tips of their wings to walk on all fours? It, it looks a little yeah. funny, but well, still. I mean, if you've ever seen a depiction of a dragon in a movie or picture, like their wings are part of their arms. Exactly. And let's, they walk. Like, let's look at yeah. the most the, the most recent House of Dragons. Yeah. The dragons walk on their hind legs and their forearms, which are attached to their wings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the atypical picture Rain of a fire, dragon. Same deal. Yeah. Rain of fire, yeah. there you go. Outside of D&D dragons? Yeah. There really aren't there any There really aren't four any legged four-legged dragons. dragons. No. So Aside from the Chinese ones that also don't have wings. Right, exactly. So <laughs> let's, let's take into consideration that the things that we have found, like the Mosasaurs, like the idea of the Pterosaur, these things themselves we have found and we have given names to. No. That does not mean that a thousand or two thousand or five thousand years ago, these things were not what we know now as dragons. No. We have simply misidentified them because we didn't have any reference points. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, even to your point, even the, the Bible speaks about species surviving because of the ark. It absolutely so, does. So, yeah, it, 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 it's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. See? So, I am, I am very much of the opinion that... Uh, dragons are very, very real, and we might even still have some type of serpent dragons still in <laughs> in this world. Um, let's we can keep on on the topic and go over to um, Scotland. Let's go over to Scotland and yeah. take a look at, at Nessie. Yeah, Nessie, basically a four-legged dragon, yeah. a serpent dragon. So. It's got a little bit more mass to her, but the Chinese dragons, which really are only a hop, skip, and a jump away from the sea in Scotland. To be fair, Nessie was more described as the the, the Chinese yeah, dragon yeah, yeah. thing that you were talking about. Yes, it, but a plesiosaur <laughs> and a mosasaur. The big body with the four fins. Yeah. Right. Plesiosaurs are a little more plump, where mosasaurs were a little bit longer. Yeah. But even still, both of them hit the 50 to 60 foot mark had four legs and a paddle tail. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in some of the books I've read, there's even talks down in, um, like, uh, where the, uh, I cannot remember the name on the, uh, the, the, like, rowboats on the river, uh, the, the, like, tribes. Amazonians? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know why I couldn't remember that, because I work for Amazon. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) um, 
even it's because we try to forget on purpose. <laughs> right. Uh, I think even they had stories back as far back as 1970s. Yeah. That they found the T Rex. See. And the dinosaurs are still thought to exist folklore right. in pockets of places that we just can't go. Uh huh. Let's see. I want to. I want to. I want to check this out really quick. What our planet? And then we can actually even go as far as uh, Joe might get a kick out of this, that the Leviathan is mentioned in the Bible. Yep. Now, that said, uh, apparently something that the Leviathan did uh, or did not do, or just apparently it thought it was big and bad and didn't listen, made God punish the Leviathan so that it could mm-hmm. not reproduce. But originally the Leviathan was in the Bible. so It was darkness. And... Exactly. That's exactly right. And, and you know, we still have, conservatively, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 5% of Earth's actual land surface that we have literally never once yeah. touched. I feel like it's probably, to an extent, more than that, too. No, it's about 5%, according to a uh, uh, history organization. But yeah, <laughs> shot you down. <laughs> so, but even so, five percent of the global landmass. Yeah, that's a big fucking chunk of land. Well, dude. Um, I don't mean it like it's more than five percent either. But take places that are uninhabitable, basically. Yeah, yeah. like Siberia, where very few people live. Right. right. Okay. Look how big Siberia is, mm-hmm. and if all of the people that live in Siberia, most of them are nomadic tribes, mm-hmm. so they move. Which so means if, that if something else is if, if migratory patterns of migratory large animals, creatures, you're not going to see them. It no. could be following right behind them. They'll just never see them. That's and it. then we've got the Amazon. We've got a giant piece of Africa in the Congo that's mm-hmm. untouched, and not not to mention just the ocean itself. Uh, I mean, well, oh my gosh! If you talk about the ocean, we've explored what maybe maybe ten. Well, I mean, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson said it best. If you Tops. want to find out how Tops. much we've actually researched the ocean, take a cup, pour, fill it with water. That's how much. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is just Ain't so very much accurate. at all. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, so much of our world is still undiscovered, specifically water and under the ground, and yeah. you know, there's just there's. There's so much well, land out there we haven't well, ever touched. They even talked about that in uh, the, 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 where they go underground. Um, journey to the center of the earth. Yeah. That there's a huge habitat under the earth. But I don't and, know if that's true. Oh, no, I'm <laughs> just saying. It, it was in there where they had dinosaurs and everything else exactly. down there. So. Exactly. There are caves that they've recently discovered in yeah. China that have their own giant ecological atmosphere. That's yeah. amazing to yeah. me. Like, we're talking like seven mile wide caverns that are just under the earth and they're just now finding the I'm, yeah. I'm not I mean, saying there's like something in the center of the earth no, no, but no, like but there's a know, lot underground that, I mean let's uh, we, no, were just, no. <laughs> we were just watching Forrest Galante on Extinct or Alive uh, just yesterday and you know they're looking for different species that have have believed to have been gone completely extinct and this man goes out in the woods where there just isn't anyone ever, and he finds one of these living creatures out that of a, what? supposedly was extinct 60 million years ago. Okay. Uh, not 60 million. So out of what, like a 10-episode seri- like series? Yeah. yeah. Uh, season, sorry. Season. That's what I meant. See, it's it's kind of hard. <laughs> series, season, close. Um, so 
the point is that these things like so claiming that something is extinct isn't an exact science. Oh, absolutely. It's just like, hey, we can't find these anymore. <laughs> Hell, I can mention <laughs> some people that went extinct. And <laughs> out of out of ten episodes, probably four of the creatures that he was looking for, he's like, hey, these haven't been seen in like sixty years. Found one. Here's one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, at like ten o'clock every night, I go extinct. Well, it, yeah. Well, but no, that's what I mean. It, it's more of with what Alex said. Just because we don't see something for a while doesn't mean it went away. That's exactly right. And it, I'm sure you guys have heard it. You listening, you guys probably heard it too. How many people say like, "Oh, there's nothing much to discover on this world anymore." Oh my God, there's there's so lots. When much. I, I've said this before. People nowadays live in a bubble. Where they think that their world is the only world that exists. That's right. There's a whole nother world out there that we don't even know about. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going the alien route. <laughs> I mean, even if you're talking five percent of the world, or five percent of just just the land mass of Earth, yeah, that is that is the without most. touching the water. Yeah, which yeah. is seventy percent of the right, <laughs> right, right. Even at five percent, you're still talking about we just ain't looking just. <laughs> Trillions and trillions of untouched acres. All right, so I'm going to tell some quick stories here, and then we'll get back into the discussion part because I feel like there was a point in discussing the folklore. Yeah. Uh, so where I'm going to start is uh, I'm going to start at the oldest known concept and work to the newest. Mm-hmm. Um, so the oldest known concept of the topic that I researched uh, was in the Epic of Gilgamesh. Oh, that's a good story. Um, so, an important part of the story, the Epic of Gilgamesh tells the tale of Gilgamesh, a god-king, uh, who is believed to have reigned around 2600 BC, is when this originally started. In the story, Ishtar, the goddess of fertility, love, war, and sex, is supposedly in love with our hero, Gilgamesh, and so she flirts with him. Gilgamesh, however, rejects her advances because of how she treated past suitors. One suitor in particular comes to mind. <laughs> A young shepherd who had fallen in love with the goddess, he left her bountiful offerings at a shrine on a mountainside, and at the first arrogant, at first the arrogant Ishtar encouraged him, but eventually she grew bored with his devotions and transformed him into a wolf. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> we will go from there to the story that I feel like more people will know as being the origin. Um... Greek mythology, uh, the legend of the king Lycion. Mm. Um, I so this one. This is a good one too. Lycion was a follower of Zeus, but Zeus is not much. <laughs> He's Zeus. It, t- it turns out most of those gods were not as into human sacrifices as people thought they were into. Uh, Lycion, however was a follower of this. Like, he did the human sacrifices. Not really the guy that you want to be your king. Alright? Um, Zeus came down. Lycion didn't believe that Zeus was at his palace for this dinner. Um, Lycion served a meal Mm. that was made from the remains of a sacrificed boy. Yeah. Uh, In retribution, Zeus transformed... Lycian and his son into and his sons into wolves, and then ends up slaughtering his children. Yeah, 
That's where the term lichen. Mm-hmm. That's where the term lycanthrope comes from. Mm-hmm. It's lycian. Uh, now we can step further and forward in time just a little bit more, um, and we can go to Ireland, uh, where there is the story of Cuculain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cuculain made him. He defended himself from a herdsman's guard dog. Ended up killing his hound. Um, to make up for what he felt he had done, uh, Kukulain decided that he would guard the man's flock until he could find a replacement. Um, now, Kukulain was also the son of Lou and a mortal woman. Uh, he carried the spear Galebog. Um, anyways, things went awry. Um, and as a uh, plot twist, uh, Kukulain was cursed because of what he had done. Um, cursed, bestowed a gift upon, however you want to call it. It depends on how you look at it. Um, because later on, uh, there was a giant war, and this came in handy, but this is uh, where he would go into a battle frenzy and people said he would change into a monstrosity. Mm-hmm. Which is very familiar to the Viking story of Berserkers. Yeah. Yep. Um, Berserkers. <laughs> um, Berserkers in... I know, I was just being a dick. Right. <laughs> uh, so, if we step from there, uh, we can go, again, we can go all the way around the world. Uh, we can go to China. Uh, this story nope. takes place in the Phoenix Mountain in the Shandong province. Uh, a Buddhist priest and his guard wolf um, lived together. Uh, the wolf was hungry. Uh, the master sent it down one day uh, for food. He said there's a village down there. and So while the wolf was going towards the river, towards this village, uh, he saw a blind man. He attacked him. Uh, but the wolf returned hungry from the mountain when the man begged for his life. Uh, the next day, the mountain guide directed him again towards the village. Uh, he came across uh, an old woman and her grandchild. Um, he dropped the woman and put the baby in his mouth, but when the old woman begged, the wolf returned to the mountain hungry again. Um, long story short, the wolf died of starvation. And then without the wolf to guard the shepherd, the shepherd also died. Now, in Chinese legend status, uh, they were both reborn. But the wolf was reborn as a human, and the shepherd was reborn as the wolf. That's amazing. Hmm. So that's where a little bit of weird Chinese folklore comes into play. Um, Then we've got the story that you guys might be familiar with, The Werewolf of Defiance, Ohio. Oh, Uh, yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) No, I mean, it's good, I was saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, long story short, there were some railway workers, mm-hmm. and they started seeing crazy stuff. Um, like, time after time after time, within days. Um, this was back in 1972. Uh, it was in the newspapers. There were police reports filled out. Um, apparently, it was the... It back then. 
<laughs> uh, apparently, the uh, guy that was working for the railroad uh, said that he was working down along the train itself, and he worked for the Norfolk Erie mm-hmm. Railway. Yeah. Um, he said he was down along the trail, the train itself, and he looked down and saw two huge paws. And when he looked up, he was staring at the face of a seven-foot wolf on two feet. Um, this thing was again noticed yeah, three I, days later. I, again I, noticed weeks after that. I deeply hope that that man was wearing his brown pants that day. <laughs> so, um, and then we have stories of the Michigan dog man. We have yeah. stories of, you can look anywhere in the U.S. and find stories of the dog man. Uh, Linda Godfrey is a good person to look up. The Beast of Bray Road. Oh, uh, yeah. Everybody yeah. kind of knows that one. Um, so... The Beast of Bray Road might actually have, like, literally put werewolves and lycanthropy, like, on the map. Uh, in modern times. Yeah, in modern times. Um, so outside of that, you've got Little Red Riding Hood in Germany. You've got, uh, there's a French one, too, that I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Skinwalkers. Um, (laughs) Skinwalkers or Navajo. They kind of run that line also. So... Um, now, what can I tell you about the reality of werewolves? Well, uh, there is, let's, let's say you're a farmer in 15, 1600s, France, Germany, this, whatnot. Uh, there are wolves around. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are coyotes around. There are, rabies is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you start, you know, so... If your neighboring farm gets attacked by a wolf and then he starts foaming at the mouth and dies three days later, this is this is how stories get started. Uh, you mix that with uh, the actual disease that we know about. It's congenital hypertrichosis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that's one. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and explain that one for the audience because that that's awesome. So, that's awesome. if you are unaware of the actual terminology for it, and I'm sure that you've seen these people like in the news or on TV before, uh, so congenital hypertrichosis is uh, it literally used to be called werewolf syndrome. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's where people literally grow hair out of every mm-hmm. part of their body, even the parts that generally we don't grow hair on, like yeah. our eyelids, things like that. Um, we know this is a real thing. We know that it's been around for a very long time. And although rare, this is where, you know, these wolf men used to be like circus yeah. shy yeah. choking. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So now you mix congenital hypertrichosis with rabies. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, that's gonna be scary as hell. <laughs> yeah. So the irony is outside of the different medical technologies and the or I'm sorry, not technology. The different medical situations that you might have and the old legends um there's how do i want to say this no 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 i don't know so either way i i i think that i it's just so fucking fascinating to me the whole thing and, and look at how geeky we are sitting around here talking about stories that happened centuries ago. And we're all like, yeah, I know that one. This is normal Thursday for us. What are you talking about? <laughs> so the point is, um, 
I liked the topic this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether we changed anybody's minds or even each other's minds, uh, I, I'd like to think that we opened up the possibility of things and where stories can turn into other things. Yeah. I don't really want to change minds. I just want to expand them. I don't even want to change or expand minds. I just want to have a good discussion about it. True. I dig that, too. That's actually... For yeah. me, it's more whether or not you can understand where somebody's... Can, like, look, yeah. if somebody tells me they saw a werewolf, like, who am I to say that? That's but true. But, again... <laughs> All of us would be like, really? Where? <laughs> right? But the idea is there, the there's, a, there's a commonality in all three of our stories, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. All of these stories have been spread across the entire globe in ages where they shouldn't be spread across the exactly. entire globe. Exactly. Um, and I think my point and my enjoyment of the folklore is um, whether or not a story is completely true, there's a shred of truth in every story. Yes, yes. absolutely. I was about to say, these were all based on some truth at exactly. one point. Exactly. Somebody at some point saw something mm-hmm. that, you know, whether it got blown way out of proportion or blown yeah. just a teeny bit out of proportion, even still, somebody saw something. When I'll tell you that my wife knows, that Joe knows, we've spent a lot of time in the woods. Mm-hmm. So much. I've seen some weird shit. Mm. And I'm not one that'll come out and be like, I saw a werewolf. I would be like, I saw some shit. I have no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, because, like I said, it goes back to my theory of, like, the brain just says, nope, not dealing with it. (laughs) (laughs) But no. I I absolutely loved this particular topic. We as humans are very good at embellishment, but we are not very good at making up original stories. Exactly. All of our stories have come from other stories, which come from originally a shred of truth. Mm -hmm. Well, even then, like, when somebody tells you, like, a story that is actually true, like, this is what I really saw, I'm not making it up whatsoever... Our human minds think it's like, nah, you're lying. Right. You embellish that. So there, it's it's half a dozen one, six dozen of the other. Right. Uh, it, it's it's all over the place. You can't really. I, I would always say it depends on the person that's saying it, mm-hmm. on if I trust them or not. I'll agree with that. Because this might come as a shock to some people. Yes, I'm a Christian, but I also have to see things to believe them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if somebody tells me that. That's why I became a paranormal investigator, because I, okay, I'm let, very, let me look at this in my own way. I'm very, very willing to entertain any mm. idea. Yeah. But I agree, seeing is believing. I seek things. Yeah. Yeah. To believe them. Mm. To a reasonable extent. To and, a then, and then we find it and we get, no, 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 no. no, no I mean, I guess that's the point I was getting at. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not going werewolf hunting. Right. Like, what's the best case scenario? I find one, it's real, it eats me. Right. Furthermore, <laughs> you said that wrong. We're not werewolf hunting, we're werewolf baiting. Exactly. <laughs> Basically. Exactly. Um, they don't, we don't hunt them, they hunt us. <laughs> uh, it wasn't so long ago that the topic of, of, of a Skinwalker was brought up to us. <laughs> It's yeah. beyond my area of expertise. Yes. I don't hunt things that hunt me back on purpose. Yeah, the bottom that line are known is, to hunt me back. If, if it is real or not is irrelevant. Let's assume for two seconds, benefit of the doubt, it's real, it's out there. I ain't fucking going. <laughs> Fair. I understand. <laughs> she didn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not, uh, I also am not going. Right? I ain't dying today. Thanks a lot. You know, I'm good. But see, it also, I don't know. I, maybe I'm different. That meme... To me, I'm not going to want to actively search for it, but at least go check it out. 
That, that's just me. But going to check it out but, leads to finding it, which leads to death. Uh, we have machine guns. But no. <laughs> I I'm joking on that last part. Do you? But, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have personally one. Personally, That's why I said I'm joking on this last yeah, part. That might but, make me feel a little better. No, it, it, to me, that's my curiosity. Killed the cat. Uh, or the Joe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? No, it, it, to me, it, that goes more to the point of our stories is you hear this stuff and it gets embellished. It gets this. All right, let's go search for the truth. Let right. me go look for the truth. I'm not actively seeking a shaman, skinwalker, whatever. Yeah. But it's like if I go there and I see it, like, oh, okay, I know it's true. And then, dip. But like if, somebody's <laughs> like, if somebody tells me, like, hey, there might be a, a pterosaur out there in the woods. Yeah, I might go take a look because I don't think that a pterosaur is going to, you know, eat me. Have you seen Jurassic Park? Yes, right. they do. <laughs> <laughs> like all eight movies? <laughs> To my story, she's gonna eat me. <laughs> I'm very willing to chase things that I do not think are going to kill me. Things that I am. You don't think a dinosaur would kill you? Maybe not a pterosaur. <laughs> They're not vegetarians. They don't eat leaves. I'm very aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna go dressed up as a green man. That's why she's. It's gonna be fine. See, <laughs> I'm a tree. You can't see me. Yeah. Or is she's going to have Lil's disguise? <laughs> Sorry, right. that's a personal joke with us. Anyways, yes. I think yes. we've had fun with this. Oh, I yeah, hope you yeah. guys had fun listening. Yeah, no, I, I I think they did. And I had, that was kind of my goal with it. And I brought it up to these two earlier in the week. Like, hey, maybe we should do it as like three friends sitting down at the tavern that haven't seen each other in like a year and a half. And they all have uh-huh. crazy stories from around the globe when they yeah. went traveling. We do that um, all the time. I love it. But yeah, I, I think it actually went off really good. Good pick, Teresa. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I, I enjoyed this one. I think it actually proved my kick on this is it actually did a lot of thought provoking discussion, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love. That's my favorite. Part uh, that's my thing. that's my jam. But uh, so, what do you guys think? And here we the go. The Green Man, werewolves, dragons. Is I think this... there's a possibility that they all may be real. Yeah. See. I'm a druid, and I follow. The whole Lots of spiel. Celtic mythology, so green men and werewolves are just on my radar. I, I am 100% <laughs> on board with Doesn't mean that. I'm going to go looking for them. That's a long way and, to say. And yeah. what about our listeners? What about our listeners? Have we, have we convinced you that the possibility exists? Um, let's do another poll. Let's put another poll up on Facebook. Good call. And see if you guys will just put up each of the stories that we had, like... Werewolf, Green Man. I don't know what that was. was. (laughs) Green Man, Dragons, and see which you know it may hit all three. Just I think a poll would be interesting. I love it. I absolutely love it. So now's the point where I hijack Teresa's thing and say, Alex, what are you picking next week? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So next week. uh, So (laughs) on my way back home from work today, uh, I ended up stopping at the bookstore and I was looking. Actually, I was looking for folklore books because I thought it would be kind of fun and. Interesting to check out. I have one in my car. But, uh, so that being said, what it did run across was a book that I'm going to use. For, I, I didn't buy the book, but <laughs> the topic of the book is what I'm going to use for next week's episode. And that's Haunted Objects. Ooh. Now I know, <laughs> uh, now I know interestingly <laughs> enough, we kind of touched on it with like the Hollywood stuff. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. some of us like, I did the Dybbuk box yeah. thing. Yeah. Right. 
but that was based on a movie. But uh, yeah, so like I found a giant novel full of like 80 haunted objects, and I was like, hmm, I don't think we've talked about haunted objects yet. No, we have not. I love it. No, I dig it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's and then we like, can bring one in for show and tell. Kidding. No, yeah, no, <laughs> it's cool. By the way, if you're ever in a haunted location, don't take shit. I mean, you're you're literally just asking for trouble. Please don't. Please don't. Quick PSA. Right. <laughs> but yeah, all right, so haunted objects next week. I love it. All right, cool. Haunted objects. All right, and I think we're all tapped out because we're hitting that mm. moment. Which so. is cool. Yes, yes. No Lights Paranormal on Facebook.com. No Lights Para on Twitter. And then, of course, share and like and share some more and uh, answer the poll when I post it next week. And uh, <laughs> No Lights Paranormal at gmail.com. Send me all your stories and all your love, and we really want to hear from you. Thank you guys so very much. We love you. Yep. Thank you guys very much for listening, paying attention, and making our dreams come true. Have a good night, guys. Have a good week.